Amen. Just getting warmed up. Can you feel the pleasure of the Lord? I feel his excitement at his own return. Can you feel that? He's really excited. He's more excited than we are. Because we don't, we don't fully get it. We want to get it. I want to get it. Well, Chag Sameach, everyone. Joyous festival to you. Shana Tova. Happy New Year. Glad you guys are here with us. If you don't know me, my name is Tom Blake, and I am one of the elders here at Kingdom Living Messianic Congregation. And if you're a visitor, we're very excited that you're here. So thank you so much for joining us, and I pray that you will meet the Lord tonight. Uh, he is close. He's near. There's no light night like the Feast of Trumpets where I feel like heaven and earth really come together. And he's pressing down upon us. So if you'll open your heart, he's speaking. So the high holy days are here. Wow. We've, we've, we made it or something. It's just begun, and if you don't know the fall holy days, it's a 22-day unified festive season that's beginning tonight, so buckle up. Uh, If you're a visitor, there's a whole lot more to come, and we actually have the same theme every year here, and that is the return of the king. And the reason for that is because the fall holy days are all about the second coming of Yeshua, which means they're all about the end times, or you could say the last of the last days. So it's a very, very, very prophetic time, an important time on the biblical calendar, and you actually get to step into and live what God is doing and what God's going to do in the future. So a lot of revelation happens during this time of the year. Now the sub-theme that we're having this uh, Holy Day season is called Feast on His Goodness. Feast on His Goodness. And it's also the title of my teaching tonight. Feast on His Goodness. In Psalm 23, you know this psalm probably Famously, it says that the Lord has prepared a table before us. Amen? But then it says, in the presence of our enemies. Who are our enemies? Flesh and blood? Paul says no, right? As politicians? Media influencers, your co-workers, your boss, how about your crazy relatives? (laughs) No, our enemies are principalities and powers of darkness. 
and demons, fallen angels. There's real evil in the unseen world, isn't there? That's becoming more and more obvious. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to prevent us from eating at this table. Psalm 23. They're trying to say, don't eat at this table. Don't feast on his goodness. We had an elders meeting yesterday. In our elders meeting, I saw this picture of this table. And I saw there were plates full of food. And there were full cups. And I saw the saints. I saw the kedushim. And we were sitting at the table. But there was a problem. And I realized that, that we were only eating a tiny bit of the food on our plates. We weren't eating, we weren't tasting of the fullness of the goodness of God. I feel like it's a prophetic word for us right now. And it seemed like to me that there was two options. Either we are afraid of that his goodness was going to run out or something, that, that we would eat the food and then it would, there would be none, there'd be none left to eat. Or, or that we didn't notice there was more food on our plate because we had our focus in the wrong direction. That we had our gaze, we had our eyes fixed on something else. And I was reading this story of this woman who was persecuted for her faith and she was imprisoned and she was in horrible conditions in her prison. And the story was told, I think it was Voice of the Martyrs, I can't remember our tried to find it. But this bird would come and visit her in her window in the morning for just a little while. And this little bird was like, she said it was like God himself was visiting her. And she was strengthened. And it was, she felt like the goodness of God sending this bird. And as I read that, I was thinking about the bird feeder on my deck. And I get annoyed on which birds come to my bird feeder. Because I want particular types of birds to come. And then I get annoyed because they poop on my deck. I'm sure I'm the only one. But I was missing, I'm missing his goodness that's right there in front of me. We're missing the goodness. We're missing the rest of the food on the plate. We're complaining about other things, aren't we? I feel like we have a, I have a word for us today. and it's, The Lord is saying this to all of us. He's saying, taste and see that I am good. Taste and see that I am good. Feast on my goodness. It's before you. It's behind you beside you. It's all around you. It's within you. He is with you. He is with you. He is with you. The psalmist says, taste and see how good Adonai is. Happy is the one who takes refuge in him. Fear Adonai his kedushim, for those who feared him lack nothing. Young lions may lack and go hungry, but those who seek Adonai want for no good thing. They lack nothing. I feel like God is telling us, 
wake up to my goodness. The shofar blast is all about waking up. And this waking up begins with repentance. Because the shofar also represents repentance. Because the king is coming. Recently, Rich was just exhorting our congregation from Ephesians chapter 4, and there Paul says this. He says, we are to grow up in all ways into Messiah. We're, we're to grow up, we're to be conformed into the image of Yeshua. We're supposed to reach maturity. The bride has to make herself ready if Yeshua's going to come back. We're not a pure bride. There's refining that has to happen. If you don't know, a shofar is a ram's horn. You probably know that. And if you've ever seen a video or read a book, it's an amazing process. How they take a ram's horn and make it into a shofar. What they do is first, obviously they cut it off the ram, I guess. But then, that's a whole other story. Genesis 22. Actually, check it out. It's, anyway. They, what happens, you let the horn dry, and inside of the horn is cartilage, also known as flesh. And the flesh hardens. All right, track with me here. He who has an ear, let him hear. Hardened flesh, okay? And then they heat up the shofar, and then they bang it. They, they knock it out to get the hardened flesh out. But it's not finished yet. Then they have to polish it. They have to shine it. And it takes hours upon hours of just, just refining and refining and refining and refining. And then what happens is, they're still not finished. They have to cut off the end of it where the blowhole is. And then they have to drill a hole, even, so it can be blown. It sounds like us, doesn't it? Sounds like a, this process of refining that we all have to go through before what? Before the shofar can be blown. Before that final shofar can sound. And I love the passage it's in Zechariah chapter 9, and there's this reference in 1 Thessalonians 4 that we prayed through, but it talks about how God has a shofar. And in Zechariah, it says that God blows the shofar, and it seems like it's the same one. And I was just meditating with the Lord, and I had this thought, I had this question, because with this analogy of the shofar, I wonder if God is waiting so that he can blow us, that he's waiting, that we're the shofar he's waiting for. But we're not ready yet. There's still refining that has to be done before he can blow that final shofar. It's going to be a blast. <laughs> that was in my notes. So. Well, we see this... This end time repentance in Revelation 1, verse 7. This is what it says. 
It says, look, he's coming with the clouds. And every eye shall see him, even those who pierced him. And all the tribes of the earth shall mourn because of him. Yes, and amen. And oftentimes people, we talk about Zechariah 12, because Zechariah 12 is where it's talking about how Israel will look upon him who they pierced, and they will mourn like they mourned for a firstborn son. But here it says that all the nations, all the tribes of the earth mourn for their sins. They're talking about mourning for their sins when they see the cloud rider, when they see Yeshua renting the heavens and coming down. It's Israel and the nations. But the Feast of Trumpets is not a day of sorrow. It's this unique day on the biblical calendar because although the shofar calls us to repentance and mourning and grieving for our sin, and those are the right things to do. In fact, we've just had this whole uh, huge season, the season of Elul. That's a season of repentance, season of teshuva. And then actually today begins the 10 days of awe And yet here we are, we're we're actually right kind of in between this, and today we actually don't mourn. We don't grieve. What's happening? It's all about waking up to his goodness today. It's about feasting on his goodness today, because today is like a rehearsal dinner. A rehearsal dinner, because we know that Sukkot is the wedding banquet of the Lamb. But every wedding has this rehearsal dinner, doesn't it? And that's what this is. It's actually happening tonight. And what do we do? We proclaim and we prophesy that day. We prophesy his coming kingdom and the coming king himself. And in Jewish tradition, they completely recognize this reality. That's why we just sang the Avinu Malkeno. We, we prayed through the Avinu Malkeno, our Father, our King. It's all about the coming kingship today. It's about what? His goodness, the goodness of the King. We're not looking, we're not navel gazing, we're looking up at the King. In fact, you could say you're looking down, it's, a, it's as if He's in our midst. We're not looking at our sin. Another tradition on Rosh Hashanah is that to sing Psalm 89.16 after hearing the shofar. And this is what the psalm says. It says, happy are the people who know the joyful shout. In Hebrew, it's happy are the people who know the teruah. They walk in the light of your presence. Adonai. They rejoice in your name all day, and by your righteousness, they are exalted. He's turning our mourning into dancing. So instead of sorrow and grief, we are to rejoice, sing, shout, praise, bless, get excited because the king is coming. There's a buzz in the air, right? Why? Because he's good. Because of his goodness. And he wants to give us a taste of this goodness today 
that's coming in its fullness very soon. We turn to Nehemiah 8. I'm going to show you this. Scripture directly talks about this. Feasting on his goodness uh, on the Feast of Trumpets. Nehemiah 8.1. This is what it says. Then all the people gathered as one man. And this foreshadows the one new man unity. It says, into the plaza that was before the water gate. And they said to Ezra the scribe, bring out the Torah scroll of Moses that the Lord had commanded Israel. Ezra the priest brought the Torah before the assembly, which included men and women and all who could understand what they heard. They happened, this happened on the first day of the seventh month. So what's the first day of the seventh month? Today, the first, it's the Feast of Trumpets. That's what we're celebrating today, right? So, okay, so we, now we know. All right, he's talking about the Feast of Trumpets. Skip down to Nehemiah 8, 5. It says, Ezra opened the scroll on the side of all the people, for he was above the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. And all the people answered, Amen, Amen. As they lifted up their hands, then they bowed down and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. This is incredible. What are they doing on the Feast of Trumpets? They're worshiping. What should we do on the Feast of Trumpets? I mean, you don't have to be a scholar, I don't think, right? That's a great transition to have the worship team come back up, right? Let's worship the king on the Feast of Trumpets. That's what Nehemiah is very directly saying, in unity though, together as one man. Then it says, Nehemiah 18, 8 verse 10, go eat choice food, drink sweet drinks, and send portions to those who have nothing ready. For today is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve. Here it is. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. So on the Feast of Trumpets, you don't grieve. Even though it's a season of repentance. Even, this is the same thing that's happening here to, uh, to Ezra in, in, the, in Nehemiah. Ezra in Nehemiah. Is it's a season of repentance. They're opening up the scrolls. It said that they just were repenting for their sin. We skipped a couple verses, all right? That's what's happening. They're recognizing their sin, and yet, he's saying not today. Today, we celebrate. What are we celebrating? The goodness of the king. So how does it say do that? Well, it says eat choice foods. Sounds good. I mean, this is when you were really glad. All right, the Bible's literal here. That's where you like, want it to be literal. <laughs> is the Bible literal or figurative? Yes. Exactly. It's both, right? Okay. Good, it's a quiz question. Literally? How do we celebrate his goodness? We drink sweet drinks. Good news. It's as if God cares about the natural. And he says, we're generous. Why are we generous? He's generous. 
Because we want other people to taste and see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Because they may not be recognizing his goodness when it's, even though it's all around them, we're trying to help them recognize the goodness of God. I was talking to the Lord about this. I'm like, Lord, you, you're so good to me. You've given me so much, it feels almost wrong. And he said, it's only wrong if you keep it to yourself. Because wow. Wow. then you're selfish. I, I, he wants us to part. He doesn't need us to do this, but he wants to give us good things so that we will share it with the world so that they'll know how good he is because they don't know how good he is if they only knew. But we're supposed to tell them, be generous. I'm not saying put money back there. I could care less. Be generous wherever he tells you to be generous. And the last part of the verse says, if you feast on his goodness, what's the result? The joy of the Lord becomes your strength. Think about this. If you feast on his goodness, if you focus on his goodness, the joy of the Lord becomes your strength. Because guess what? This dress rehearsal, we got 15 days before the wedding banquet of the Lamb. And 10 days before the great and terrible day of the Lord on the calendar. And so what the Lord's saying is, is that you need to recognize my goodness so that you can be strengthened with my joy to go through the trials and the tribulations that are ahead. Because it is a great day for the righteous, but it's also a really, a, a long haul to get there. We're not there yet. We don't just get swept away. From now until then, all hell is going to break loose. All hell is going to break loose. Because the principalities and powers know how to read. Did you know that? The principalities and powers know how to read. They've read the end of this book. I don't know how often you read it. But the principalities in power know how this ends. And they're getting afraid. They're getting stirred up at a global level because they know their time is short. But be encouraged. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Because we see the goodness of God all around us. We're feasting on his goodness in the midst of our pain. In the midst of our suffering, we choose to see the little bird in the window. Can you see it? Look for the rest of the food on your plate. 
because I'm telling you, it's right in front of your face. He set a table for us in the midst of our enemies. Taste and see that he is good. Eat the food and drink the wine. Let's pray. Avina Malkanu, our Father, our King. Blessed is he who understands the meaning of the sound of the shofar. Happy are the people who know the teruah. Let us walk in the light of your presence, Adonai. Let us rejoice in your name all day long. Avinu Malkanu, our Father, our King. Turn our mourning into dancing. That we dance upon injustice. Spirit and the bride say, come. Let us taste and see that you are good in the land of the living. We trust that we will see your goodness in the land of the living. So we wait for you. Oh, our King. Bo Yeshua, strengthen us with your joy as we wait. Let's proclaim and prophesy the return of our King. Let's crown him in our, with our worship. Maranatha. Yeshua is coming in the clouds of heaven. Long live King Yeshua. Great is our King. Worthy to be praised. Mikamocha Adonai. Who is like you? There is none like you. Creator of heaven and earth. Take us as your bride. of your people. We worship on this feast of trumpets. We worship you, King of kings, Lord of lords. 